Vancouver Island, a land full of rich, diverse cultures where you will find hippies and rednecks at the same local brew pub, blue collar and white collar camping side by side at the lakes, and old and young and everyone in between with one thing in common, we love our island. My name is Benj Clausen. I'm a fourth generation lifer and self-proclaimed wild islander. And I'm going to be having guests from around this beautiful rock as we learn together why this paradise is so beloved. The Wild Islander podcast hopes to represent the adventures of the people, places, and wildlife of Vancouver Island that are deeply intertwined with its vast wilderness. Welcome to the Wild Islander podcast. Vancouver Island's Wilderness Podcast. Now, I do not claim to be the authority on all things wilderness, and I do not claim to be the authority on all the things that you could possibly do in the outdoors. But I do claim to be somebody who has grown up here and lived here and experienced this island in profoundly deep ways all the way across from the northern tip all the way back down to Victoria. Like the beginning says, my name is Ben Claus, and I'm going to be your host for the Wild Islander podcast, and I am more than thrilled to be able to get this project underway. It's been something that I've been talking about and uh, exploring what it could look like for uh, for many, many months now, so to have it underway is a very exciting thing for me and for my family and friends, and I am excited to get this on the road. This podcast is going to have a variety of different experiences and stories. Some of them are going to be my own, but what I'm most looking forward to is exploring the stories of the people and places of Vancouver Island. But these first few episodes will primarily be stories of my experiences here to kind of get to know your host. I'm a fourth generation islander here on Vancouver Island. I grew up in the house that my grandfather built and I played in the mountains and valleys and coastlines that my dad and his four brothers grew up on. I'm raising my family here with my wife and our four sons here who we want to pass on our passion and fierce love for the island and its people and places. Uh, Things that we'll be talking about will be different locations, uh, different resources, education around the island, uh, anything to do with the wilderness. Really looking forward to the guests that we're going to have on here. It's going to be fabulous. So today's episode, we're going to take you to a place on Vancouver Island known by a lot and a lot of people for quite a few generations already. We're going to be taking you to BC's oldest park, established in 1911, Strathcona Park. It is a fabulous, beautiful wilderness landscape with 250,000 hectares of uninterrupted wilderness. It has some of the biggest, actually the biggest, mountains on Vancouver Island inside of its borders. And it is a place that I have had many, many adventures with family and friends since I was able to walk. Today's journey, I'm going to be taking you specifically to one of the heart zones of Strathcona Park, Paradise Meadows, but more specifically, Mount Albert Edward, the monarch, in my opinion, that you can see from all the stretches from the Comox Valley area to Campbell River. This sprawling, stretched out mountain is an absolute wonder to look at as it slopes and towers over its alpine neighbors i've been exploring strathcona park since i think i was about six years old was the first time that i went and hiked in paradise meadows and 
You go up uh, Mount Washington, which is close to the, uh, it's right by the Comox Valley, so right on the edge of the Comox Valley. And we would go up uh, hiking as kids and do little trips and uh, get a little bit further, go to Battleship Lake, and then we'd go to Helen Mackenzie Lake, and we'd do the loop, and we'd go and do a little few more trips. And then uh, by the time that I was eight years old, uh, my dad decided that that was, uh, that was a good time to be able to go up the big monarch of that area of the park, Mount Albert Edward. I think that it had some more significance to me because my uncle was uh, was named Albert. He was one of my dad's four brothers. So it had kind of a special connection because I, I really love my uncle. And so I think that that was part of it. But the other thing is that you could always see it driving around Vancouver Island. Um, when you come around to the Comox Valley area and Campbell River, you get fantastic panoramic views of this mountain. It's the sixth highest on Vancouver Island at uh, 2,094 meters or 6,829 feet for those that love those numbers. As a kid, the number was uh, it was number three. We were convinced it was number three. And then as we got older, we decided, oh, no, actually, we got more information. It's number four. And, and then it was number five. And, and then when we actually could read and look at books, well, we actually found out it was number six. So much to our disappointment because it was kind of a rite of passage mountain for a lot of us climbing up uh, as kids. So when I was eight years old, um, my dad decided that was what we were going to do. And so I remember putting my pack together and packing every, every little bit of things that I had. And I'm sure that it was very, very, very light. But for me, it was the heaviest thing I'd ever carried. My dad had most of the uh, rest of the gear, which obviously, I mean, he's going to be carrying all of this stuff. But I just remember, oh, my own burden was just huge. Oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. This is why, why are we doing this? But the smells, you stepped into Paradise Meadows and there's just something different. There's something about everything around you that's just peaceful. It's just quiet. And the smells are just phenomenal. As we journeyed, we uh, did it on a three-day trip. We went up to Circlet Lake. And I remember getting out, as soon as I got there, I felt light as a feather, dropping my pack after a long day, running around, had all the energy that an eight-year-old should have. And I stepped into this incredible place that's fully circled in this lake, where it gets the name Circlet. I was exploring the creeks and trees and everything. I was just having a great time. We crashed that later that night after playing some cards and got up early to go and uh, do the, the journey all the way up to the top. So Circlet Lake is then now at the bottom of... Uh, of Albert Edward. And uh, I remember getting up early, having pepper bacon, tasted amazing. Still to this day, I'm still trying to recreate that meal. And we started heading up the ascent. When you get up to the ridge of Albert Edward, that's when you really start to see that this thing's huge. It's not a technical mountain whatsoever. It's a really simple mountain and, and one that was very achievable for my eight-year-old self. Although, on some of the Facebook groups that I've been following over the years, I've seen some eight-year-olds do some things that I would never do with their families up in the Alpine, and it is impressive. But we carried on up, up to the ridge of Albert Edward, and uh, you get to this place that I, I like to call God's Staircase. It's just a massive steps of stone that go up, and they just look like nothing but the biggest giant could ever climb them. And I remember at that point being like, Daddy, I can't do this. It's so hard. It's, I, I can't carry on. He said, no, no, just a little further. Let's carry on. Got a little further, and I said, no, Dad, I can't, I can't do this. This is too much. And so he said, well, let me take your pack for you. So he took my pack, and, you know, I, I did my, my little 
okay, I, I can do this. I'll try a little further. And slowly but surely, he encouraged me all the way to the top. And that view, absolutely spectacular. It was a bluebird day. You could see absolutely everything all over the island. My dad had been up there uh, many times before, but he he was able to point out all these amazing mountains. And I remember Golden Hind, which is the tallest on Vancouver Island, off in the distance and back towards us is Mount Washington, where we had come. And being able to see at eight years old that you could accomplish something that intense like you're you're a, you're a ways you're kilometers away from where you started and as an eight-year-old you don't really have a reference for walking kilometers very often and to be able to see that journey there and back was a was a very very rewarding thing became a catalyst really for in a lot of ways for the rest of my life anyhow before we get too deep the next year it was 1996 i was nine years old and uh, I was with a camp program, and they will remain nameless as to guard the individuals that were a part of this uh, cra crazy endeavor. But we went up Albert Edward a second time when I was nine, and I was the experienced veteran at this point. So I was, you know, dusting the dust off my shoulders and showing people, yeah, yeah, no, I got this. Well, we went up in the middle of a rainstorm, and uh, what I remember was just being cold and wet and laying in a tent and watching water collect underneath the, uh, you know, the stream bed that we had put up our tent on and uh, all we heard later was stories of near hypothermic children and people and it was just this crazy event up in the mountains and uh, so needless to say after that storm hit and came on we uh, turned around and came back and waited a few more years before we uh, could uh, go do it again fast forward years later um, I believe it was oh I want to say 2011 and uh it was a reverse thing we decided instead of doing a full-on three-day thing you know we had busy schedules we thought well let's go do it in a day that's the next level thing that's what you got to do so my dad and my sister we decided to go and do this in a day so we actually stayed up on Mount Washington with family that night and uh uh decided to get up early and uh, try to do this mountain in a day so we were cruising got up super early hiked all the way, got to that same place where God's staircase was. And we got up to that ridge and my dad is looking at me and he hadn't hiked a mountain in quite a long time. And he said, Benj, I think you're going to have to leave me here. I said, no, 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 dad. I said, we can go a little further. It's all right. Like we, we, can, we can keep going. He says, I don't, I don't think I can do it. My legs aren't working. I said, no, let's just, just keep going a little further. So we went a little further. And then we had this incredible moment of reversal where it was just this surreal moment. Um, <laughs> standing there as a, as a 20, 20, I think three-year-old at the time, looking back at my eight-year-old self in the form of my dad. It was a, a very bizarre experience and him sitting there going, I can't do this. And I said, dad, give me your pack. So he gave me his pack, just like he had done for me when I was a kid. And we carried on and lo and behold, we came up to the rest of that ridge and we made it to the top. And uh, I think that that one was even, even more rewarding than the first time going at eight years old. Amazing trips, amazing times. We had lots of other adventures on there, lots of crazy attempts that did not work from different approaches, lots of other times that uh, that have been really successful. But all to say, it's, it's a place that formed a love for the wilderness for me. I think it was one of the first places that I really identified with as home. Like it was a really unique experience that I'll never forget. And so it's a really special place in my heart. 
We'll be having this journey come absolute full circle for me personally while I'm training and working with my nine-year-old son to take him up on his very first trip up Albert Edward. We've been pointing it out and planning it out and uh, riding our bikes and getting outside and really excited to carry on this tradition um, that we have started that, uh, that my dad passed to me and now I get to pass down to my son. So looking forward to sharing that story this coming summer uh, as we prepare for that next step uh, in this uh, Albert Edward conquering a monarch journey that I have been on all of these years. If you're like me and you want to be getting out in the wilderness and you want to experience these incredible places, follow us on Instagram at the Wild Islander Podcast or on Facebook at the Wild Islander Podcast or send us an email at the Wild Islander Podcast at gmail.com to get more information on how you too can get to these incredible locations that we'll be talking about on this show. If you're looking for how-tos and what gear to use, I will be posting stuff online uh, as we go along with every relevant episode with uh, tips and tricks and gear and reviews on equipment that is useful and helpful, as well as directions and resources on how to look for the right places that your specific skill set may benefit from. I won't let you leave here empty-handed. Here is a tip of something that I think is absolutely essential for every single trip in the wilderness. A great tool and resource for having a wonderful time in the wilderness is creating a trip plan. Really simple. And it's as simple as maybe even just putting it on a sticky note and giving it to your loved ones or people that are going to be able to bail you out whether they need to or not. It's a really important piece of every journey and it should start right there in your living room you're like all right we're gonna go we're gonna do our thing we're gonna explore these amazing places all right write it down full point form breakdown of your trip planned out ballpark times and goals of locations and then give it to a trusted person back home in the event that maybe if you go missing and they can't find you at least they can go and put in a, a specific area where you could have been if there is no cell service because it's just one of those things you cannot rely upon you can read forums you can look at uh, facebook groups and instagram posts and people will send you pictures and be like well i'm on top of the world and i can do this uh, you go right from my phone it's like don't rely on that in the wilderness it's just not something that is readily available or reliable. So a trip plan that you can send before, really easy, could save your life. One of the things that I do every time with my wife when I'm gonna go somewhere is I'll just go on Google Earth and I'll say, all right, here's a snapshot and I'll circle the area so this is the zone that I'm in. A really helpful tool, gives a topo, topographic map uh, resource to somebody, you know, if she has to give it to search and rescue, say, all right, they were in this area and this is how long they're planning on being there. It's just things that, Things go wrong, things happen, and it doesn't matter how experienced you are, there are just stuff that happens, so it's a really easy way to help with that. Well, I'd say that's a wrap for episode one. If this is boring, helpful, confusing, I really wanna know about it. If this podcast isn't a resource to the people of Vancouver Island here, living here, or that are visiting here, then I'm completely falling short of the goal of this podcast. I wanna hear your questions. I wanna hear your comments. Send us your stuff. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or contact us directly at the Wild Islander Podcast at gmail.com. 
You can subscribe, tell your mom about us, share your stories, share our stories. Uh, that helps a whole heck of a bunch. And I want to hear your reviews on this podcast. Add them in there. You got one star and you don't like it. I want to know why. If you loved it and it was a five-star experience for you, all the better. That about does it for episode one. Thanks for joining me. Looking forward to next week. Next episode will drop. Same place, same time. Wild Islander Wednesdays. See you then.